0: G'day and welcome back to the exceptional sales letter podcast. Darren Mitchell on this last day of the first month of 2022, today being Monday, the 31st of January 2022. Uh, trust you've had a phenomenal month. Trust you've had a great weekend. Uh, for many people where I live in the Macedon Rangers, it's been a cleanup of a weekend because we had torrential. And when I say torrential, we had torrential rain on Friday, something like 65 millimeters in 10 minutes. It was phenomenal. Never, ever seen so much water. And uh, we've got a lot of drainage at our place, but there was water everywhere. The pool was overflowing. The road was wet. Uh, Our backyard was a second pool. It was uh, our, our path to the chicken house. That became a river. Thankfully, we put the chickens away and they were all good, but uh, I've never, ever seen anything like it. So I trust you've had a, a better weekend than that. A lot of people have been cleaning up, including us, but uh, we are now back ready to rock and roll for a brand new week and get stuck into it. So before we jump into today's episode, a quick reminder that if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do so on the platform that you are listening to. If you're on the Apple platform, just simply press the three dots on the top right hand Corner of the screen, and that will enable you to press follow, which will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to. If you've also got people within your sphere of influence, in your inner circle, or people in your team that you think would benefit from listening to this particular podcast, uh, as well as others, please do them a favor by sharing this, encouraging them to also listen because always looking to reach more and more people because the more people we we can reach the better we have as an opportunity to help people become extraordinary in their selling, but also leaders become extraordinary in their sales leadership. And of course, uh, if you haven't yet rated the show, please do that as well. Whether you love the show, rate the show. Whether you hate the show, please rate the show. Just rate the show because it makes it a lot easier for the algorithms to work, which means a lot of people who are looking for content on the various podcast platforms make it easier for them to... To find this particular podcast. So that would be greatly appreciated if you're able to do that. As always, there'll be a call to action towards the back end of this episode. For those of you who would like to get a bit more information, who potentially would like to work together and uh, extend your leadership to become exceptional, uh, more than happy to have a conversation with you. Very much looking forward to starting to work with some new clients this week, which is phenomenal. So in today's episode, let's talk about our champions. Champions who stick to a game plan now, whether you are a tennis fan or not, and I've got two hands in the air, I'm not really a big tennis fan. In fact, um, my mum loves tennis, and every time we're talking, she's always talking about playing tennis, and she plays singles and she plays doubles, and uh, she goes, "Oh, have you watched? Been watching the tennis?" And I said, "Well, not really, because for me, watching tennis is a little bit um, like a kin, And I always say this with tongue in the cheek akin to poking eyes out with a dart. Now, maybe it goes back to the fact that I played tennis when I was younger, uh, didn't really enjoy it, I took cricket more more seriously than football more seriously, but then more recently when I was in corporate, I used to entertain uh, at the Australian Open pretty much every year, taking clients, and uh, you'd spend days upon days upon days, and just watching tennis, 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 (laughs) it just got a bit boring. Having said that, I did watch a little bit of tennis over the last two weeks, and specifically saw Ash Barty. Now, irrespective of whether you are a tennis fan or not, what we have witnessed over the last two weeks at the Australian Open is a true champion in Ash Barty. Uh, She has handled herself with grace, with poise, with humility, and with dignity throughout the entire tournament, despite the huge amount of pressure of expectation sitting on her shoulders. Now, she's been number one, and I'll get to this in a second, been number one in the world for the last three years, but there hasn't been a female champion, Australian female champion, at the Australian Open for something like 44 years. So not only being number one puts a huge amount of pressure on expectation because people are just going to expect her to win, but also the fact she's playing in her home tournament, that just adds another weight of expectation on her shoulders. So the way she's handled herself over the last two weeks has been unbelievable. So if you're looking for a role model, for anybody, whether you're male, female, young or old, Ash Barty would be a phenomenal role model to follow. Now, even though if you watch the if you watch the final, at the last point when she won, she, she expressed a pretty high level of emotion and she was yelling, right? It's almost like a warrior call. Now, you could, you could just imagine what was going through her head, having carried all of that expectation for the last two weeks to finally have the win on the board. It was just a natural response to her winning, which is phenomenal that she won the title and more than appropriate to demonstrate that level of emotion. But interestingly, if you watched her, she maintained a level of calmness and certainty over the last two weeks that has only increased her popularity. Now, what I want to talk about today in respect to this is the fact that as a champion, she is stuck to her game plan, and this is the key topic of today, champion, stick to the game plan. Now, it goes without saying that Ash is a very, very talented tennis player, and although she had, and look, she's only 25, so she's got so many more years in front of her, even though she had a bit of a break from tennis a few years ago and ended up playing uh, competition cricket and was equally as good as a, as a cricket player before she then realized, no, tennis was her major love goes without saying that she is a very very talented tennis player and is totally dedicated to her craft constantly looking for ways to improve but the thing is and she knows this that only talent takes you so far and what separates champions from their competition is the meticulous planning and formulation of a game plan that works followed by relentless execution now as i mentioned earlier ash barty has been the world's number 1 tennis player for the last 3 years and her game plan stacks up. She's also uncompromising when it comes to executing that plan, and this is what makes her the champion. And so she's delivered consistently over the last three years, and the results show. She's she's actually been described now as probably the one of the um, the well not only number one player in the world obviously, but one of the most difficult players to play because she's got such an all round game. Most players have little uh, little weaknesses. That uh, other opponents tend to try to take advantage of. But from Ash Barty's point of view, when her competition is looking at her, it's very, very difficult to find a weakness or, or some kryptonite to actually take advantage of and look to beat her. And this comes back to the meticulous planning that her and her coaching staff have put into her game and her game plan to make her very, very difficult. To beat. Now, the other thing about a champion is she's always and constantly looking for ways to improve and she takes on feedback from not only her coaches but also from those in her inner circle and has made some minor adjustments to her game over the last three years. But overwhelmingly, she is stuck with a game plan that works and the fundamentals that work. So this is the key message added today. She's got a game plan that she's formulated. She's got a game plan that's been stress-tested. And she's got a game plan that fundamentally doesn't change. There might be some tinkering around the edges to help her adjust slightly to different temperatures or different conditions. But at its core, the game plan that she's put in place works and it start, and it stacks up. So she just does it over and over and over and over again. And she executes it with almost like a manic approach. Now, if you watch the final on the on the weekend, she was actually cruising through the first set. But in the second set, Her opponent, Danielle Collins, actually got her game on and put some significant pressure on Ash Barty to the point where Ash Barty was five games to one down. Now, at that point, any other player could be forgiven for maybe conceding that particular set and then knowing that they go into a third set, reload, readjust, and then relaunch to then win the game or win the match in three sets. But no, Ash Barty stuck to her guns, and she stuck to the game plan that worked. And she dug her heels in, and she continued to focus, and she continued to hit those balls back to the point where, very quickly, she got it back on even terms at 5 all, And then, as history will show, she actually won the the game or the match 7-5 in a tiebreak in the second set. And so she stuck yet again to the game plan, and she stuck to what she knew works. Now, the key message out of this is as sales leaders, there is so much we can learn from Ash and from her approach. But unfortunately, many sales leaders make too many adjustments to the game plan, often in the middle of the game, and that leads to inconsistent results. And I see this time and time again. There are so many sales teams, so many sales leaders, and so many organizations that unfortunately have their focus too heavily on the short-term wins and therefore, when the winds are not there, they're having to make adjustments on the flight or they're expecting teams to make adjustments in order to drive those short-term results. But in most cases, what that does, it just increases the level of uncertainty and it also actually increases the level of inconsistency because people are not sticking to what works for long enough so they don't have a level of patience. So the key message out of today is I just want you to think about a few things here that we can learn from Ash Barty, her approach and her game plan, and how this could be approached by sales leaders and what if we did this instead. So there's six points I want you to think about and translate this into your uh, environment, what you're doing right now, and just ask yourself, are we doing this or are we also susceptible to the short-term change to the short-term results, to the short-term focus. And if that's the case, uh, time maybe to step back and have a think about and think, well, what if we started playing a little bit of a longer game and if we really created a game plan that was robust and we stuck to it, what are some of the results that we could deliver? Now, you need to have courage. You certainly need to have patience. And in many cases, you're going to have to have some potentially difficult conversations with people in your organization to encourage them, to also challenge them to stay the course, uh, but it all comes back to creating that game plan that you know works. So uh, Six points. Point number one, first one is create a game plan that is simple. Simple to understand, simple to put in place, simple to execute, and one that generates results. Now, I see this so many times, so many sales leaders creating really, really detailed, complex strategies, and uh, it doesn't work. In most cases, it doesn't work. We do simple better. So think about what are the things, and if you look at most business plans, most business models, the most successful businesses and the most successful business models are simple to understand and they're simple to execute. So first point is create a game plan that is simple, easy to understand, easy to execute, and one that generates results because that's the key thing. We need to be able to generate results. The second point is once you've got that game plan, stress test it. Stress test the game plan against real competition, and get a sense of, okay, how does our game plan actually stack up? Now, whether you look at tennis, whether you look at any other competition, whether you look at sales, you've got to have a game plan. You've got to have some sort of strategy that goes up against the competition to really understand where you're at. I've seen so many sales teams and sales leaders formulate some fantastic plans that look awesome on paper, but they never really execute them. And they certainly don't put them up against the stress test to see, okay, we've got this plan. Theoretically, it sounds good. Intellectually, it might sound good and look good, but until we actually get some contrast, before we, until we actually put it out there for the market to actually look at and for us to see whether it actually works in the real game, we're not going to know where we're at. So stress test the game plan. And the thing with Ash Barty is she stress tests and has stress tested her game plan over the last three years. And guess what? It stacks up because she's been able to generate consistency and that's why for the last three years she has been the number one player in the world. So stress test your game plan and understand where it stacks up against the competition. Third thing is, with that game plan, start to identify the skills and the capabilities that are going to be required in order to execute that game plan consistently over a period of time. Now, you might have some very, very talented people. And as we've already talked about, talent is not everything. You've got to have talent. Yes, you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to develop the skill set but you need a game plan in order to execute against for that skill set to really come to the surface. So what are those skills you need? What are the capabilities you're gonna be needing in order for the game plan to be executed on a consistent basis, which will generate the results, particularly when you put it up against real competition. So what sort of skills are you gonna need? Is it the negotiation skills? Is it the prospecting and networking skills you need? Is it the pitching skills? Do you need to have uh, skill sets that enable you to be able to close pieces of business without sounding douchey or salsy. So whatever the skills are that you think you need in order to close the gap and to execute that game plan, really hone in on those. The, the fourth one is to resist the temptation to drastically adjust or replace, and this is the key word, replace the game plan when the results are not where you want them to be. This is all about being patient. Now, one thing we do know, that champion teams have a really robust game plan, but it doesn't get implemented overnight, and it certainly doesn't deliver drastic results and positive results overnight either. It does take time. It takes time for people to develop their skill set. It takes time to understand the game plan. It also takes time to understand how we placed against the competition. And I see this all the time in sales. I see it certainly all the time in team sports, A game plan that is started, a game plan that is tested, won't necessarily deliver short-term results. But a team that actually sticks to the game plan over time and starts to refine and develop those skill sets and only make small adjustments along the way are the ones that ultimately deliver the results. Now, as you've heard, I'm a a massive Melbourne supporter, and this is a classic example. Melbourne winning the AFL Premiership in 2021. Yes, they won the premiership in 2021, but the foundations, the game plan was set two to three years before that, but it took time for the team to uh, develop the skill set required to execute flawlessly that that particular game plan. But there was also some gaps in the game plan in terms of personnel that they had to fill as well. When that all came to fruition and where they had the opportunity to execute that plan consistently over a period of time, the result was the 2021 AFL Premiership, and the same thing with Ash Barty, three years in the making, probably more if you if you speak to her and her coaching staff, and she's now crowned the Australian Women's Open champion, and again, number one in the world. So resist the temptation, and this is where we see a lot of shiny things syndrome happening, particularly in sales, and you've got to resist the internal temptation and the internal pressure to want to change things to deliver more of the short-term results. Play the longer game. Be patient and resist that temptation. If you know what your game plan is, if it's that simple to execute and you're getting results and you know it stacks up against the competition, then stay the course. Point number five is continue to coach and mentor so that higher levels of competency can be developed and then maintained on a consistent basis. Now, if you listen to Ash Barty, she practices hours and hours every single day. And for the average punter who just watches her on game day and when she executes the shots that she does, it looks effortless. And yes, it is, because that's all muscle memory pretty much. But you think about it, how much how much time has she invested in just one shot that she actually executes? Maybe three or four times in a match. She has practiced that shot hundreds, if not thousands and thousands and thousands of times to the point where she knows exactly where a ball is going to be positioned. She doesn't even have to think about it. She just gets into position and she goes whack, and it actually comes off more times than not. Only that comes through practice and only that comes through coaching and mentoring so that there's a much higher level of competency that is developed and it's almost now unconscious competence, it's muscle memory. So do that when it comes to your game plan and just watch the results flow. And then the final point, point number six, is if there are any adjustments you have to make and there will be some small adjustments, but as I said before, maybe making some tinkering around the edges, but fundamentally don't change the core of the game plan because that's that's the thing that will deliver the results. By all means make some small adjustments based on feedback, but continue to focus on the consistent implementation. Now, if you do those six things, then I guarantee the results will flow. What I can't guarantee is how long they're going to take to start flowing. But what I can guarantee is they will start to flow. And when they do, it will become a flood. Now, here's the thing: the sales leaders who are able to stick to the game plan longer, who can demonstrate patience, who can have those conversations. That they need to have to keep the uh the executives and the wolves at bay and the ones who can remove themselves this is a really key point as well who can remove themselves from the outcome are the ones that ultimately will be rewarded these guys play the long game and not the instant gratification short game and because of this guess what their team more often than not will deliver results which not only become sustainable they also become replicable and guess what happens to the sales that are in the process they become exceptional. So here's the key message. Develop a game plan that works and stick to it. That's what champions do. So I trust that message resonates. Hope that helps you on the first day of the brand new week to get ready and firing, to get focused on what you need to do this week and beyond. And a key reminder before we wrap up this episode is that if you are committed and you know there's another level of your leadership to get to, you know there's just more potential you can extract from your team, then I love the opportunity of potentially working with you one-on-one and help you do just that and in the process help you become an exceptional sales leader. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom. Have a conversation about what you're at, where you're at right now, what you're looking to achieve with your team and in your leadership over the next three plus months. And we put a game plan together and we will make sure that game plan is not only robust, it is executable. And uh, let's get to work. Let's start working as early as this week. So I look forward to that conversation. And as always, very much look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com. And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.